your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, Live 95 News has been reporting that the Foynes to Limerick Road, including the Adair Bypass, has received a welcome boost. Judicial reviews which had stalled the project have been withdrawn from the High Court and it has been welcomed uh, by Limerick Fianna Fáil TD and Minister of State Niall Collins saying good news for the entire region and we have Fine Gael, TD and Minister of State for the constituency Patrick O'Donovan on the line right now. Good morning to you. Good uh, morning Joe. And I presume you see this as a very positive development. Well as a piece of infrastructure this is the largest piece of infrastructure that will ever be built in the Midwestern region um, under the National Development Plan and, and like we've all uh, on numerous occasions on your programme uh, gone through the, the merits and other ways of linking the deep water and fine Silimric um, with a bypass of Adair and you know I know that there was a huge amount of disappointment over the, the delays from Amborplan Alla making their determination and then there was terrible disappointment altogether when we got wind of the fact that um, judicial review was being taken because as I've spoken to you about judicial review in relation to other matters before, that can add an inordinate amount of time onto projects and, you know, they don't work off the same frames that we would be used to. So the fact that these have now been dropped and Limerick City and County Council have um, been put back on, on notice, as it were, to, to recommence the project and get down to uh, tendering and awarding of contractor and construction, that's all very positive. This is a half a billion euros worth of a project. It'll probably be the biggest thing that's built in Limerick in a generation uh, and it will open up all of West Limerick uh, and the county uh, to further economic expansion and development and it's really, really welcome for all the communities along it. Yeah. Now, the road is comprised of the construction of uh, around 15.6 kilometres of dual carriageway from Foynes to Rathkeel um, and then uh, the construction of approximately 17.5 kilometres of motorway to connect Rathkeel to the existing motorway network at Atty Flynn in 21 and 20M20 junction and this project will include a bypass of Adair which will run to Mm. the north of the village and it will remove in the region it's estimated of 70 to 80 percent of the traffic currently passing through the village and that is around 17,000 vehicles per day through Adair. Yeah look I mean as someone who travels through Adair twice a day every day and sometimes more and the journey time from Newcastle West to Limerick now can be anything over an hour Um, and we know this for you know for a 40 kilometre uh, journey that should be approximately about a half an hour so it, it, it has doubled the journey times from the west of the county into Limerick and that is having an impact on efficiency it's having an impact on people's quality of life it's having an impact on people getting to work on time uh, you know because we know that the commuter towns uh, around the region depend largely on the N21 but as well as that for people that are travelling through and pass my constituency office every day of the week going to and from Kerry for instance on holidays uh, this road is adding a huge amount of time uh, and a massive amount of fuel inefficiency, uh, not, to men- not to mention the safety issues that are there. And we know, and again, I've been on your programme too many times uh, in relation to accidents that have happened between the county bounds at Abbeyfield um, and uh, the far side of Adair at Etty Flynn. So, look, 
this is uh, very positive news and I'm delighted that Limerick City and County Council have been given the green light to proceed with it. We're joined to Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan about this latest news and in a statement the council says it's very conscious that around 200 land holdings including nine houses and approximately 105 farms are impacted by the proposal and the council will be contacting all impacted landholders and householders over the next few weeks. The council says it will continue to work closely with Transport Infrastructure Ireland to deliver this project as quickly as possible and last year Shannon Foynes Port Company said the development of the Limerick to Foynes Road will unlock the potential of Shannon Estuary as a renewable energy hub and on that point do you think that the ambition is there, the support is there, um, both from government nationally, whatever European Union funding might be required to make the Shannon Estuary and the sea beyond it uh, as viable as the experts are predicting it can be over the next 15 to 20 years. Well, I do, because as recently as a couple of weeks ago, ESB and Shannon Fine Port Company signed a memorandum of understanding in relation to their future works that are going to take place off the coast of Ireland, off the west coast, um, with the use of Shannon Fines, both Limerick Docks and uh, Fines Port as renewable energy uh, hubs. But, you know, funny that you ask that question, because yesterday, um, you know, we got word of the fact that uh, we had an amber alert in relation to um, our, our, our energy needs. Uh, and that basically means that generation uh, can't keep pace with demand. Our economy is growing, our population is growing, and that's all very positive, I think. If we had been on a number of years ago, we would have been talking about a contracting economy and a shrinking population. But we need energy uh, to be produced at a far greater level than what's being produced at the moment. And, like, if you look at it on a day like today, and where I am at the moment, oh, I'm looking out at the hills are shrouded in mist today. You can't even see the wind turbine. But all day yesterday, they weren't turning at all. So... We need to have a bit of an honest conversation in this country as well with regard to uh, our energy needs. Yes, renewables are part of it, but they're not the answer on their own. And like having amber alerts, um, especially, you know, dry weather, fine weather, where there's a large... So can I just hear one thing, Do you have some doubts about the wave energy technology and where that is at the moment, and indeed wind energy out into uh, the, the Atlantic? Well, look, as someone who deals with the planning process every single day of the week in, in relation to my role as Minister for the Office of Public Works, if I thought that there was going to be a simple planning system that was going to allow all these wind turbines just to appear off the West Coast, I think I'd be a bit naive, to be honest about it, because already there's people lining up to say, you know, that there's this species of snail and there's this species of worm and there's this species of whatever, I don't know, seaweed or whatever out there that's going to have to be contended with. So, like, anybody who thinks that the wind turbines are going to be placed in the Atlantic Ocean, you know, with, 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 with no degree of hostility from some quarters, are deluded. And in the meantime, what are we going to do? We know that on certain days in the year, the wind is, just does not blow. Uh, some days in the height of the winter and some days in the height of the summer, we don't get wind. And we're, we've prolonged period now of a high pressure blocking over Ireland, which means that there's no wind effectively there. And turbines aren't turning. Anyone that has a limerick's leg stuck out at the moment will barely see it fluttering. So you wouldn't want to be plugging in the kettle based on that. Uh, and that's why I believe, and I've been consistent on it, and I've said it on your programme and others on umpteen occasions, is that we need to have a proper conversation in this country with regard to liquefied natural gas. And it's not just because it's a constituency matter back the road from us in Bally Longford and County Kerry, but because sooner or later, the lights will go out. And uh, when they do, uh, you know, there will be great gnashing of teeth and everything else uh, to regards why this didn't happen. Now, I know there's 
in the recent past there has been a change in the, the mood music from some quarters saying, well, we mightn't have a, a privately owned uh, LNG, but we might have a publicly owned one. To be honest about it, I'm not really caught up on who, who, who provides it or where to provide it, just as once it is mm. provided. I mean, it, it, we've seen in the recent past, Germany have built, I think, three or four of them around the port of Rostock. Uh, and it means that we will be able to import gas into this country as a transitional fuel from sources that we can't import it from at the moment. Right. And I think that would be a good thing. OK, OK, that's that's interesting as part of the wider debate. Uh, and finally, you might help listeners out a little bit. There's a lot of chat in the newspapers yesterday. Uh, the Minister for Finance, Michael McGrath, was asked about and said it was being looked at uh, a 30% interim tax rate perhaps at an intermediate level and the Taoiseach yesterday uh, making statements uh, Leo Varadkar about having to make sure that uh, people are looked after in the budget and then some discussion that um, backbenchers in Fine Gael and your own party are being mean to Leo Varadkar at the moment what's going on? You know, it is a bit like the cuckoo. It comes around every summer. Um, you know, that this kind of uh, frenzy among some people in the media that there's a consternation within the political parties. Now, I sit at the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party and the consternation that's alleged to be reported, I certainly don't see it. And I, I, I also think that it's a bit, you know, it's a, a bit fanciful, really, that people would take be, be looking at Fine Gael and saying, isn't it terrible that they're a party in favour of low tax? We've always been a, par- a party in favour of low tax, and that's what we've written into the programme for government. So it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that we want to reward people who work and get up early in the morning and either look after somebody in a caring environment or look after their children or put their children out to school and go to work. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that Fine Gael are a party that wants to reward people who work. And, and uh, accepting so that you're part of... Media, when I hear all this media, you know, right. hyperbole saying, oh my God, Fine Gael are, a, are, are looking for a tax deduction... Well, we got a tax deduction okay, so you're, so you're not you're, one this year. Right, right. And, and so, and you think that it would it will be possible for Fine Gael to put a significant imprint on the upcoming budget, despite the fact that the Minister for Finance is fear of fall, and obviously you have the Greens to consider as well. Yeah, but the Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform, who actually doled out all the money, is Fine Gael. You know, the person who brings it in in terms of tax might be Fianna Fáil, but the, the spending department is Fine Gael, but it will come by way of agreement. And what I would say in that as well is there was, there was the bonus of €900 Euros in tax uh, reductions to the average worker last year. On top of all of the credits, whether it was in relation to energy, ESP and everything else that was there, uh, the ones off €100, Euros, which some parents have been receiving. So there was substantial amounts of money given to people who worked last year. And based on the tax receipts that are there and the fact that we now have the lowest ever I mean, if I was on your programme in 2011 when I went into the Dal Joe and said within a, a generation of 10 years that we would reduce unemployment from a Benjax economy in 2011, uh, running in the, in the hundreds of thousands down to a situation where we literally can't get people uh, to take up a job at 3.8%, you'd have told me I was deluded. Uh, and that's what we have managed to be able to achieve. Now, re- listening to some radio programmes, not necessarily your own, every morning uh, between 7 and 9 o'clock, you'd swear we were living in a failed state. Yeah. It's like this is a great country, uh, and, and it's the people people keep talking okay. about. And, and finally, Mister, so you're saying then that there is not an effort to cut the legs out from under Leo Varadkar as leader of Fine Gael. Look, I mean, every year the, 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 the summer comes around every year, and and you. But have some this, year it might be true. Joe, you know, if you go back around Ruska at the moment, I'm sure you'll probably hear the cuckoo. And if you were there last year, and or, and you go again next year, you'll probably hear him again. And the same sort of old claptrap that has been written now 
you know, it's the same sort of stuff. There used to be written about in the Kennedy's leadership. It used to be written. If I go back to Alan Jukes or John Bruton, it was probably written about it. It's the same old copy and paste type stories that are done every single summer. And to be honest about it, they're a bit tiresome because it's, it's, it's only distracting away from the job that I want to do, which is talk about the massive infrastructural development, like a 500 million euro road to find, or the development of the deep water port to find, uh, or the development of an LNG terminal in Belly Longford. Oh, okay, okay. Minister of State and Fine Gael TD in Limerick, uh, Patrick O'Donovan, thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.